What is up, Salad Samurais? And if you're part of the Testo tribe, my Testo Membros, you Andronauts. So in this video, we're gonna talk about the most dopaminergic food that you could ever consume. So let me tell you a quick story why this food is so great. I think it was involved in the making of a great war general. Let me discuss it with you. So the, the way I came across this, I was researching cheese consumption. And so cheese making across the world has been invented in the mountains of the Swiss Alps, the rich climates of the French Tuscany and the bold churns of Germany, right? So France takes the cake or takes the cheese for the most cheese consumed in a year per capita. So France wins, right? And so this is where I think it's played a role in the rise of a great general. So the tale goes that because he, which is Napoleon Bonaparte, liked this cheese so much, Napoleon kissed the waitress who first served him this cheese. And then in 1863, when Napoleon III was served the cheese, he liked it so much as his ancestor did, and then named the cheese after its place of origin, Camembert. Just a few ways you can pronounce this. It could be Camembre, Camembert. And if this cheese is actually good for increasing testosterone, it will be called Camembro. So as part for preparation of this video, I got myself some of this Camembert cheese. And so this is the first time I've ever, I've never had this cheese. So it's the first time I'm gonna try it. And so they basically say that this smooth cheese is made from Jersey milk and has a subtle mushroom flavor. So this is what it looks like. If you haven't had it already, so as you can see, it has like a white rind around the cheese. And so this white rind is edible, but the white mold is from Penicillium Camemberti, which gives these cheese their characteristic bloomy rind. So it's totally edible and adds texture and flavor to the cheese. So it's, it's pretty concerning that it's kind of mold, but uh, not bad. Maybe some soil and mushroom. I think I taste that. I think I, I taste the mold a little bit. I was hoping for something sweet, maybe. This is more like a little bit bitter. Not sure if I'm a fan of this. So now that I ate the cheese, all of this dopaminergic compounds are rushing to my brain. I'm going to get a massive surge in dopamine. So let's see if I can keep my mind till the end of this video. So let me continue to discuss with you why this cheese is so amazing. All right, so the way that it was basically discovered was that this guy, who's a Japanese guy, Ozawa, investigated the dietary patterns and its potential association with reduced risk of dementia and more than a thousand dementia-free 60 to 79-year-old Japanese uh, participants living in a local community. And they found that the inclusion of milk or fermented dairy products in the diet reduced the risk of dementia in this general population, Japanese population. And... So it's actually very difficult to find this specific compound, but Kirin Holdings they, in Japan, they sell this. So I've tried to see if I can specifically find this peptide. It seems to be very hard, but maybe you can order from some specific vendor and then, but it's very niche. You can't readily uh, find this available. Well, so how this is made is that um, this peptide specifically is created when the, the fungi basically Penicillium candidum um, 
basically changes the, the milk, the structure of the milk proteins and creates this specific peptide. And the specific peptide's name is beta-lactolin. So beta-lactolin is a tetrapeptide consisting of glycine, threonine, tryptophan, and tyrosine. So it's four amino acids combined together into a peptide. And this peptide is great for boosting uh, dopamine. So as I mentioned, this beta-lactolin is not readily available. And some people would say that you can easily find this in whey, but whey is not guaranteed to contain this because it needs to be fermented with this specific uh, fungi. So the highest food in beta-lactolin would be convert cheese and other cheeses fermented by the spinocillium fungus. Right, so this is the only real um, beta-lactolin dense food source. And so the, the ways it increased dopamine is twofold. It increases tyrosine hydroxylase and it inhibits the breakdown of dopamine. So let's start with the first one. It stimulates tyrosine hydroxylase. So when you look at this graph, you will see the amino acid phenylalanine at the top and then just below that is tyrosine. So those two are the precursors for the production of dopamine. And so the right limited enzyme for the production of dopamine is tyrosine hydroxylase. So uh, tyrosine hydroxylase converts tyrosine into L-dopa. And the, um, the cofactor for tyrosine hydroxylase is BH4. And this is exactly how this peptide increases dopamine. So the, the, the actual peptide that increases dopamine is the tyrosine tryptophan dipeptide. So the body can take that tetrapeptide and break it down into the dipeptide. And so the tryptophan portion is, cre creates NAD. And then as you can see on the graph, you can see the NAD is created into NADH, and the, which helps to recycle BH4. And then the BH4 is used by tyrosine hydroxylase to create L-dopa, and that's converted into dopamine. So with this peptide, you provide tyrosine for the production of L-dopa, and you provide the tryptophan for the production of NADH to recycle the BH4. So what, they, what was really interesting is when they did this study, they compared this peptide tyrosine tryptophan to another peptide called tyrosine tyrosine. So it's two tyrosine molecules combined. And what they found was that there was not the bioavailability of tyrosine that was the rate limited factor in dopamine synthesis. So when they used tyrosine, it didn't actually lead to a big increase in dopamine. But when they used the tyrosine tryptophan, it significantly increased dopamine much more than just using tyrosine alone. And so this is because you need the, the BH4, which is the right limited cofactor for the production of dopamine. So if you don't have enough BH4, you can't produce a dopamine no matter how much tyrosine you have available. Right, so this is one of the main ways how uh, this dipeptide helps with the production of dopamine. And then on the flip side, you have inhibition of monoamine oxidase B. So this enzyme breaks down dopamine and produces reactive oxygen species. So in um, diseases where there's inflammation and oxidative stress in the brain, monoamine oxidase B is upregulated. And so this is one of the ways how this beta-lactolin is brain protective is by inhibiting monoamine oxidase B. So you can see at different doses how it inhibited monoamine oxidase B. So even like a low dose of 1 and then 5 and 10, so 10 was better than 1, inhibited monoamine oxidase B, but not to the same strength as this specific drug, but it was still significant. So you can still get a significant inhibition of monoamine oxidase B that will lead to higher levels of dopamine. So this peptide helps to create dopamine and helps to prevent the breakdown of dopamine. So if you look at this graph, 
you will see that uh, dopamine DA was significantly increased by beta-lactulose over the control. And then the breakdown product was lower, right? So it was not in proportion to the increase. So you can see here, the sum of the breakdown products was less in the beta-lactulin and the control. So they had more dopamine because due to enhanced production, but also due to decreased breakdown. So you end up with higher levels of dopamine and that helps with motivation, focus, life enjoyment, and so much more. And so let me talk to you about a bunch of benefits of beta-lactulin. So it enhances cognition or at least prevents cognitive decline with aging. It can help to prevent Alzheimer's disease, reduces brain inflammation. It prevents age-related decrease in synapto, synaptophysin, dopamine, BDNF, and IGF-1, all of which are growth factors for the brain. It enhances verbal fluency, memory recall. It reduces fatigue. It enhances cerebral blood flow, so more blood flow, more oxygen to the brain. You can think more clearly. It also improves mitochondrial function, so you can produce more energy. And that also helps, like, alleviate brain fog and help with like all cognitive processes. And so one of the ways that you can also get this, but to a much smaller extent is whey, as I mentioned. And so when studies use whey specifically, and you want to use at least 20 plus grams, right? So ideally closer to 50 grams to really get this benefits. And so whey has also been shown to improve memory performance and stress individuals, reduce depressive symptoms and enhance a recall in people that's stressed and depressed and has more benefits, but it's also because whey contains a little bit of this beta-lactone peptide. And so the fermented sources will just have so much more. And so if you eat that camembert cheese, that will lead to significantly higher levels of dopamine and just overall well-being. The only downside is that you want to make sure that you're not eating too much of it because still high in calories, you don't want to be gaining weight at the expense of feeling good. So there you have it. Camembert cheese is one of the most dopaminergic foods on this planet. And that's because it's so rich in beta-lactulin, right? So if you can find the dipeptide or the tetrapeptide beta-lactulin on its own, that would be an amazing supplement for increasing dopamine. So if anyone is into supplements, they're producing supplements, consider making this one for enhancing dopamine levels. So if you can't get this cheese or don't want to eat too much of the cheese, the whole preface here is the peptide pyrocene and tryptophan that enhance the production of dopamine. So the whole concept is that the tryptophan increases NAD, basically NADH, which enhance the recycling of BH4 to help with the production of dopamine. That's kind of like what this is all about, is increasing NAD, recycling BH4. And so if you have enough NAD available in the body, so you can do that by supplementing some kind of NAD precursor. It doesn't have to be tryptophan, right? It could be niacinamide, niacin, NMN, NR, all of those will help to increase your NAD levels and that will help to recycle your BH4 so that you can produce enough dopamine from the tyrosine that you actually have. That's the whole preface, enhancing BH4 bioavailability for the production of dopamine. So there's other ways you can do it. You don't have to do it via this food, but this was just an interesting food, one of the few foods that's really high in this peptide. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed and I will take you to the next one. Cheers, guys. Cheers.